Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for August 23. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. Every day we make decisions. It's part of being human. We can choose. But we know that there are some decisions in life where we have a sense of obligation, a sense of duty. But such obligation needs to be awakened. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right writes the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 1. In this chapter, Paul continues the theme of family relationships. Significantly, he speaks of obedience in the Lord, in a child relationship with their parents. Now many in our progressive society don't agree with the notion of obligation or duty. Ethics has become subjective, people doing what they feel is right for them. It's one of the reasons why there's so much ambivalence about sexual matters or about honesty and justice. So when a young child questions a parental expectation, they're told, because we say so. But in time, the growing child will question such authority. They'll want to know if there's a better reason. It's here that many parents come unstuck. Developing children need to be instructed in the Lord and in turn come to understand the nature of the relationships that follow, not simply as rules and regulations, but springing out of the relationship of love that the Lord has for us, and in turn that good parents have for their children. They need to come to know God, who though we were dead through our trespasses, in His mercy has made us alive with Christ. Without such knowledge, children in today's world may as well do as they like. Honour your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, Paul writes, so that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. With these words, Paul conflates the two different versions of the fifth commandment in the Old Testament. Honour your father and your mother, that your days may be long, Exodus chapter 20, and that it may go well with you, Deuteronomy chapter 5. The first four of the Ten Commandments are usually understood to refer to our duty to God, and the second six, our duty to our neighbour. Significantly, the Jewish world understood the first five to refer to our duty to God, and the second five to our duty to our neighbour. Thus to honour parents is tightly connected to honouring God, and speaks of children developing and growing in their understanding of God within a relationship of love. Furthermore, so important is the injunction of obedience that Paul promotes it as the first or primary commandment for children with a promise. While interpretations abound concerning Paul's meaning that this is the first commandment with a promise, it's actually the only commandment with a promise, let me suggest that we understand it as a general promise, with reference to a stable society. As Martin Luther commented, a stable society is dependent on strong family life, where growing children learn to obey their parents within a loving framework. Now it's important to note the caveat that Paul includes here. Children are to obey their parents in the Lord. That is, 
children are not called upon to obey their parents in matters that conflict with the Lord's instruction. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, Paul writes in verse 4. These words would have shocked the Roman world, where the father was the autocratic head of the family, with untold power over his offspring, including killing a newborn or selling them into slavery. Parents, for mothers as well as fathers, can translate the word that Paul uses here and not to abuse their children in any way, victimising them and arousing anger and hatred. Rather, parents are to equip their children in the knowledge and love of the Lord. The words of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7 come to mind. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children, and talk about them when you are at home, and when you are away, when you lie down, and when you rise. The single most important educational influence on our children is their parents. It's built into the very nature of the parent's relationship in the child's experience. Children don't stop learning when they come home from school. They are learning every waking hour of the day. It's one of the strong reasons children need to be guided in their use of their phones and social media, as well as television viewing. The best people to instill fundamental attitudes and form children's self-identity and moral lives are parents. Yes, it's hard work and requires sacrifice, but it is our duty and the rewards are great. So we should never give up talking about our convictions, create an atmosphere of learning in a relationship framed by genuine love, care and fun. When you're at home or going out, when you put your children to bed and when they wake up, there's no point in sending your child to church if you don't go yourself. No point in telling your child to pray and read the Bible if you never do yourself. There's no point in telling your child not to lie or swear if you do yourself. Think about the time you spend on your phone or in front of the big screen. Use the precious conversations at bedtime and around the dinner table. Answer their questions about life about right and wrong, life and death, about drugs and alcohol, about climate anxiety, about God. Speak as plainly as you can about what Jesus means to you. These are crucial times. Their educational experiences at home will live in the memories of our children for a lifetime. It's in the home as we instruct our children about God and Jesus Christ, that they learn their own value and self-esteem as a boy or girl made in the image of God. It's in the home they are socialised. They learn how to get on with other people. It's in the home they learn to respect authority and discipline. It's in the home they develop as individuals and find their individuality accepted, appreciated and affirmed. 
parents, as well as grandparents and uncles and aunts, are well placed to blend the demands of society and the needs of the child in a way that fully affirms the dignity of the child, and yet also makes that child ready for society to mix with other people and not just to be a self-centred little island. So to draw back and look at the big picture of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 through chapter 6 verse 5, Paul sets out the balance of selfless and responsible attitudes that are vital in marriage and family life. So much more could be said about this important and complex section of Paul's letter. You may want to follow up with your local church ministry team. But let's remember, as Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So let me pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, whose Son Jesus Christ shared at Nazareth the life of an earthly home, bless our homes, we pray. Help parents to impart the knowledge of you and your love, and children to respond with love and obedience. May our homes be blessed with peace and joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. John Mason is the speaker and writer of today's podcast. The Bible reading is from the New Revised Standard Version, the prayers are from an Australian prayer book, and the opening and closing music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.